To me, it's a love. Guru Nanak is so universal. Guru Nanak gave us four guidelines, and this is human. I can only talk about my experience. I cannot judge anybody. Guru Gobind Singh told us, just repeat, why Guru? Something bad happened to you, why Guru? Let's say I was in Gurdwara, I was playing some beautiful kirtan. I said, oh God, what a beautiful voice. I started to say, why Guru? I didn't say thank you very much. It's not mine, the voice. I am the enjoyer of this gift. Remember, don't be attached to something and then the ego says, we have to let our ego go. Never react. But first, you need to compute what's happening to me. Why this bugging me? Take your time to respond to anybody or anything that's happening to you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Shrikartar. <laughs> what does that name mean? Shrikartar. Shri Yosiri is the magnificent and Kartar is the creator. So I'm here to serve the magnificent creator in any form of creativity. So as you see, I love to paint since I was maybe three years old. I was painting and I went to the art school and uh, uh, art history university in Rome because it's created. And then I accessed the creating with the singing, chanting, and I play guitar only to accompany the melody for the kirtan and so on. And Italy is known for art, right? We were just talking about that. <laughs> yes, all the Renaissance in the 15th, 16th centuries is all Rome, Florence, you know, Tuscany a lot. Wow. And I'm close between Rome and Florence. And so. did you did you have that name uh, when you, you were born? or No, I was born, I'm Italian, so all the Italian, 99.99% are Catholic. So I was born with a name, and at 20, I encountered Sikhism. And so then I, I got my name at 20. How did you got into Sikhism? What's the story behind that? Uh, in Rome, we were in the 70s. In the 70s in Rome, it came um, an Italian that was became a Sikh in, in America, in USA, in Los Angeles, because he was uh, following, it was get inspired by Yogi Bhajan. Yogi Bhajan is Harbhajan Singh Khalsa Yogiji, the citizen side. So he moved there in 1969 and started to spread all the knowledge he had in his hands, which is among us. And so happened that this Italian was there for five years. And then Yogiji told him, go to Rome and open an ashram and start to teach all this thing, share. And so happened, I was lucky enough that I encountered him, and so I started. So 5 a.m., in Rome is 5, because Rome can't do 3 a.m., <laughs> so we were doing Jabji, and as soon as I heard Jabji side, I was in love with Guru Nanak. Wow. Yeah, the vibration of the that nod, of that sound. And so slowly, slowly, I wanted to learn Guru Mukhi. Slowly, slowly. At that time, there were no tapes. There was nothing. So it took me a while, but I learned to read Guru Mukhi. So, so you can read in Punjabi? Achadji, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it took me a while, but I have the city, you know, the city Gurkiran Saib here at home. 
So when I want to take wow. a Tomnama, I can. And there is the translation in English, so I can tra- I can read also the meaning in English. Mm. <laughs> and how long did it take you to learn Gurmukhi and all that? To me, it took me a long time because I didn't have a teacher, professor. But now, you know, via Zoom and everything, there's a dear friend in Amritsar. She teaches, she's, you know, Indian Punjabi, and she teaches all over, all my friends, all over Italy via Zoom. But at that time, there was nothing, you know. In the 70s, you didn't even have a printing thing. <laughs> so it took me a while, but it was a labor of love, so I don't mind. When you first encountered Sikhism, what was that aspect that you fell in love with it? What learnings did, did you learn? Starting in the first step, first day was Jabji. Jabji Sahib. And then uh, uh, reading it in, in Italian so to understand what I was saying. And then, uh, luckily, there was a professor at the university that just printed a book on Guru Nanak, the first in Italian. And there there was a you know, presentation of Sikhi, all the history, all the Tengurus, and then all the, you know, so I started to read more and more, and I was going to the library, and I was seeking more and more knowledge. I love to study, and uh, so I read at this time many, many books. Thank God in English now because I know English now easier. So to me, it's a it's the love Guru Nanak. It's beyond beauty. It's what he says is so human. It's so universal. So you don't need to be even a Sikh. You just be human mm-hmm. and you listen to him and you do that, you know. There's not dogma. Whenever they ask me, well, what is Sikh? I said, there's not dogma. There's not dogma. Guru Nanak gave us four guidelines. And this is human, to be highly human. Yes. That's it. No, you're actually right. Um, I've learned this, that Guru Nanak's teaching is just not for like Sikhism, like it's not for Sikhs. Guru Nanak's teaching literally teaches us that how to be a human, yeah, how to serve other people, and how to like go, do your own good deeds. And it's just amazing that like everyone can relate to what teachings he's left us. God's willing, there are few movies, let's say, to spread more and more this teaching and it gets, so, gets more into your emotional and mm. um, love. So there is few movies came out lately. And it's for people to access a little more and then, of course, to learn more about him and all the seeking. Yes, I think the one that I've uh, watched was uh, Nanak Nam. Kira. Fakisha, yes. It's just remind you that's what it did, what he says. And plus, you know, with the vision, you capture in another way. Then you read it, you capture another way. You chant his Gurbani, and then uh, you capture him. But he's the he's the one that started something unique, and Guru Gobind Singh just wrapped it up mm-hmm. in it. A shape, but it's completely the same light that goes through them, and uh, I can I can see it. It's sad in books, but you, you have to feel it, you have to see it, and it's so true. Guru Gobind Singh was exactly Guru Nanak. Yep. For the time that he was, 
Then he did what he had to do, and he gave us a shape. A shape to do what? What? It's the Shabbat Guru. The Guru Guru Nanak was the Shabbat Guru. And what Guru Gobind Singh did, gave uh, the guidance, is the Shabbat Guru. A Siri Guru Gnan Yeah. So it's just perfection. Perfection, the 11. So I, I feel in awe to be in this path. And I was so blessed this lifetime. And you've been case study for past 20 years. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what is case study? So when I started to live as a Sikh Khalsa, then after many years, I decided, okay, this is, I, because it's not a joke. Some people might take, I mean, on and on. It's not a joke. You don't take it on and on many times because you, so you decide, you feel if you really, this is your path and you go and you give the hat to Guru. And so after I lived as a cult, as a Sikh, then I decide, okay, this is my time. I'm 200% sure this is my path, this life. And so I decided and I went to take Amrit. And that year, the Guru gave me a special gift. The first year that nobody else signed up to get Amrit. I was the only one. So the Guru gave me so much power and I felt it all throughout the ceremony. And uh, so I do feel that Guru Gobind Singh came through big time. It's quite impressive to see, you know, once you see the path, once you see, okay, this is what I'm gonna go, this is what I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna choose to live. It's just amazing. You just have to believe in the blessings of the guru. You know, once you see that, then nothing seems hard in your life. No, they say culture is difficult. It's not difficult. What is written that is difficult. If you, the doubts, the doubts are the one they are eating up the human. Yes. If you have doubt. So that's why I wanted to leave as a Khalsa. And when I was sure, no more doubts, I took Amrit. And from that, there on, my life has been more and more blessings, not difficult. Because you see life as it is. Mm. And you see through the eyes of the Guru. Whatever the Guru wants is great. I mean, I have a vision, but if it's not the Guru's vision, it's going to happen his vision. Mm. So you completely give up your ego. The best way to live. (laughs) Attachment to what? Attachment to what? Uh, That I had to make so much money, that I have to do this. and No, it's whatever the Guru gives me, I will live it at the best with so much joy and Chardikala, and to make everybody else to share this Chardikala, and that's life, is the best life. It's not to know uh, how many degrees I have, how many PhD, or how many, much money I have in the bank. I don't. I don't care. The Guru takes care of me every day. I do work. I mean, I'm not lazy, but... <laughs> to decide. I let him to decide. People say that like when you're gay star, you're not allowed to eat meat or anything. Is it true or hot? To me, at this point, people want, that's whatever they want. <laughs> Who am I to judge? Who am I? To me, I cannot eat meat. It's been 45 years. I cannot. 
just I feel there is no connection. There's no need, no connection, no vibration at all. I don't look that I'm, I'm shaded. I don't need anything. I'm very healthy. I mean, I'm 66. I can jump. I can do whatever I want, uh, the same as I want 20. So this diet served me well. And uh, we don't know, actually. Many people say, yeah, he was vegetarian, and the, the guru said uh, not to eat meat. But, you know, every time it's so much brain going. So do whatever fits, it suits you. But it's it's not a, like a rule that, okay, if you're Krizari, you're not supposed to eat it. It's, it's up to your choice. I don't know. It's... Uh, I saw many Kashtari, mostly Punjabi, they do eat meat, so I don't know. I have no idea. To me, it is not. To be vegetarian, yes. Okay, there is a principle that is really physiological, right? So if you're in a state of meditation, a state of alertness different than the day-to-day life, yeah, you don't eat meat, so you don't have to wait 72 hours to digest it. That's simple like that. So you can be light and to meditate, you know, Brahmagyani, you know, to be a Brahmagyani, you have to be lighter. So I do feel that less and less I eat and plus heavy things, the better it is. But that's my understanding. But I, before I was Kishdari, I was already a vegetarian. I've heard this a lot that for that connection to, to God, like, you know, you have to be vegetarian. But I'm like really in this dilemma, like, do you have to, have to not? Or what is that connection that you feel? Like, is it more you feel connected to God when you're vegetarian? I can only talk about my experience. I cannot judge anybody. So I see my son is not a Sikh and he's such an amazing human being. And he eats a lot of meat, okay, because he chose that. And I bless him and I say, be happy, be healthy, you know, your way. For me, I had to be vegetarian. Uh, to me, it's the only way. And uh, I know when I sit, I meditate, I can stay for hours, sit, and not to feel aches, for example. I had to cut also my intake of uh, cheese. You know, Italy is the place of cheese. Mm-hmm. I can't because, plus, uh, at my age, but always, it aches me because it's an infl- inflammatory if I eat once a month, it's okay. But now every day, yeah. it inflames me. So I sit and I'm ache. How can I meditate? I can't. I feel ah, pain here, pain there. If I eat very light. Man, it's sad here and there, Guru Gobind Singh was always on the horse. He was always on the way. So he had few um, grains and few uh, nuts, fruits and nuts mostly. That's what I read about Guru Gobind Singh. Okay, um, Guru Nanak also, he wasn't at all into food. He was into, you know, another kind of, just to nourish yourself. It wasn't into, you know, eating abundantly. No, Guru Nanak was the simplest one. Think about all the udasis he did. He didn't have food. He didn't have a place to sleep. So he was not at all into filling his belly mm. with goodies. So it was just a nourish nourish him, so he could be in tune and he could see, he could see God in nature. He could see all that. So all I can say to me, it serves me. 
I can sit, I can meditate for hours without aching or without feeling heavy, mm-hmm. but feeling that our antenna are a little more, you know, connected to what? To the whole, to the one, it's the oneness. That's the beauty of Tiki, oneness. For someone who's been trying to meditate and connect with God, what guidance you can tell them so they can begin their journey in meditation? But the simplest mantra, Satnam Guru, or even only Guru, and then you sit comfortably. If you cannot sit on the floor, cross leg because there is some pain, don't find always something like sitting on a chair. Now I'm sitting on a chair because I'm on the computer. So sit on the chair, put your feet down, never cross them, put them down, relax your hand on your thighs. First of all, feel that you're relaxing your breath. Feel that your belly is allowing your breath to enter in the belly. Then in the thoracic area, that way your breath can be really one minute breath. Try to do the one minute breath. The one minute breath is 20 seconds. You inhale through the nose always. Allow. So if you allow your abdomen to expand and receive the breath of life, the prana, then you enlarge your thoracic area. 20 seconds will take. Then hold it 20 seconds and exhale in 20. That makes you one minute breath and your mind start to calm. It's like a calm sea. Start to do that and then go in the Namsimaran. And you can, sometimes I feel that when I want to only listen and thank God we have all these devices. So and you gain a breathing into it. You become one with that wave. We are waves, we are energy. But you need to create first your body that can enjoy and can receive that. So first you need to comfy. And what happens if like distractions come in your mind, like thoughts and all that? These are deep thoughts. Oh, tomorrow I need to go to that place. Oh, I need to cook for my husband. And they start to come this way. The mind is a monkey. You can't stop the mind. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> so the thought, they continue like this. And what it does, Nam Simran, it does this, cut. Because you are going and you're going this way. So it becomes this. You cut it. Mm-hmm. You cut it for that second, you stay with the Namsimiran, then another thought comes and you cut it until you are so impregnated with the Namsimiran, there are less and less and less and less. I have to say that I did experience that it was not taught. That's true. But you need to practice and you you feel the love for it. It's not because say hey, I want to stop this thought. No, it's never to be this, right? It's always to allow, but to be so much in love, so much imbued into that, that you, it's like a lover. You want to embrace that lover completely. It's not that you're thinking of somebody else, right? Exactly the same. So you're in love with your Namsimaran, Wahiguru. And each repetition is different because you put more and more heart. You put more and more of yourself. Every cell has to be in that pronunciation. Otherwise, yes, the thoughts are going and going and going like crazy. And you also learned Gatka. <laughs> yeah, it just happened by accident. I was practicing and teaching yoga in Rome. I had a yoga center with a friend. 
we invited some friend that they came back from Amritsar that they learned this gatka. And so we start to know more and more gatka and we invite, we are in the 70s, 80s, something. So we invited one, the next year another, and then again. And so we start to build up and practice, practice every day. Now it's been more than 40 years. Yeah. Do you practice every single yeah. day? Like, do you do gatka every single day? Yeah, I teach often, so I practice with the students. Oh, yeah. wow. So gatka pretty much is the, like art form right it wasn't used to fight like in back in the days right yes it was so it started Guru Hargobin started right Guru Hargobin is the Miripiri right is the we have in our hands both power the spiritual and the uh, material power so he's he was the first trained in the Shastravidya. Shastravidya is the art of the arms at that time, you know, the Rajput and in that area. But, and then, so his uh, grandson really started to train and to use it. But in, in Punjab, they were all, uh, you say, I forgot the word in English, so there were mostly people sick. They were cultivating the, the fields. So that's why we use long sticks, for example. So the long sticks, they're the one that were, they were using in the field. So by any kind of weapons, of course, the sword, of course, any kind of weapon, the, it's a system. You move the weapon or the stick or whatever is the same movement. So if you learn this movement, then any weapon you have, you go. And of course you use both hands. So you have two because you remember at that time, the Mughal, they were millions times more than the Sikh. So we had to be able one Sikh to face 50, 100 Mughals. So it has to be all round and the use of two hands for sure could be two different weapons and to to move in a circular way so that you could cut and exterminate whoever is around that was the the system used at the time and and from them there on you know 18th century on what relevance does gatka, gatka has in today day and age? Like why one should learn it? Right. It's like a martial art. There are a lot of martial arts. You know, Bruce Lee started to be big in USA. The point is any martial art, and I know this one only, it, this one at least I can say, it gives you, eliminate any doubts. And you decide you do, to do an action, and you start that action and you deliver that action totally, completely for victory. So this applies in, in everyday life because how you move the body, move your mind while you practice gatka, then you apply the same principle when you work. So you're very sharp. You have to be sharp. You penetrate. You have no doubt. You're very quick because in gatka, if you learn with two hands, the two parts of the body, they had to communicate very quickly. You move the hand one from the other, and your two hemispheres, they had to compute very fast. So that's an advantage for work, for relationship, anything. You become very, very alert, and you know the 
how to respond to certain things very quickly and at the go with the best result for everybody. You're like you're more sick than like <laughs> any sick that I've <laughs> I've encountered in my life. Uh, I mean, you've learned a lot, and you've. I shouldn't be putting it this way. Like I know, because anyone can learn all that. It's you don't have to be born in a specific like religion. But it's just amazing to see, like like you've said earlier, that once you pass the doubts in your mind, you can just learn and be anything. Yeah, but you have to be in love. It, it's a it's a thing of love. I started Guru Nanak Jabji love, love, love. I start to dive into that and discover more and more love, more and more things to love. So why do you learn something? You know, you do your podcast, you do anything because you love it. Yep. So that's why now I was practicing some Gurbani Kirtan because I'm go. I'm offering to the Italian the Gurdwara because Gurdwara is such a beauty. Everything in Gurdwara, primarily the Gurbani Kirtan, then the Ardas. So I'm offering them there and teaching them. Is there a lot of Gurdwaras uh, in Italy? How is that? But there are a Punjabi Gurdwara. But Punjabi Gurdwara, but then they speak in Punjabi, you know. So usually we don't go. So if I go, I go sometime. It is one hour away, but... Plus, then they start to speak Punjabi, and uh, you don't feel everything. But the point that the many Italian that they're not even sick, they're not sick, but they feel the love of the Guru, they do. And that's what last month I brought in an event that they did of yoga. They asked me for Gurdwara, and we had Gurdwara every morning. Yeah, so I... I thought one to do the Guru Prashad. Mm -hmm. I thought another to sit behind the Guru, Chori Saiba. So to introduce them to the beauty, the devotion, because when you go to Gurdwara, you just receive, you receive all that energy of the Guru. And you read the Hukam Nama and it, everybody was saying, oh God, the Guru talked to me. Everybody said, the Guru talked to me. So it, 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 is alive. The good is alive. And everybody feels the love. So I want to introduce that. That's my thing now. I came back to Italy. That's what I want to bring to just the normal Italian that they do just yoga, not them through yoga. This is really amazing. You came to know about your purpose and then you're serving people. I've learned a lot from you. It's right. been a really pleasure. I'm not even speaking right. But... Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've definitely learned a lot. Any last minute thoughts before we end this um, conversation? Keep your Wahiguru. That's it. Uh, many, many years ago, I started to practice this Wahiguru. If somebody was giving me a, a compliment, let's say I was in Gurdwara, I was playing some beautiful kirtan, I would say, oh God, with a beautiful voice. I started to say Wahiguru. I didn't say thank you very much. It's not mine, the voice. It's not. I am the enjoyer of this gift. So it's always to, to remember this is not me. I don't, doesn't belong to me. I'm the enjoyer of all this gift. So it's all the creator. It's all the sakartar. It's all the good. So remember that with every breath. Don't be attached to something. Then the ego says, ah, 
the ego, you know, let's use the ego for good stuff, but not for this. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like we have to let our ego go. When it's easier to say, but it needs a lot of work to let the ego go. You know, it's alert to be awake, alert every day. When you talk to somebody, something happened. Observe yourself, audience. Observe yourself. <laughs> so, how am I responding? Never react. React is an animal. React. Act. But first, you need to compute what's happening to me. Why this bugging me? You know, how am I going to respond? Take your time to respond to anybody or anything that happening to you. Always say first, why guru, and then compute. And never remember what Guru Nanak always say is always wish Sarvatradabala. No, wish good to all. So don't be that you're in the right and that person is wrong. It doesn't exist. No, it's that person maybe has some problem and is acting to you in a way, weird way, and you think, oh, me, I'm in the right. So shed the ego in them at that moment, but you have to be alert every moment, every day, and stay in the love, knowing this thing, oh, I need to defend myself. What do we have to defend? Mm. What there is to defend here? Nothing. The heart is the biggest chakra we have. The best means energetic center, right? We beam from here. So keep this open, white, because if it's not, you're always in the defensive. Defending what? So think of that. Say, I don't know, your name is uh, Satpal. Say, defending what, Satpal? You know, what am I defending? There's nothing to defend. <laughs> It's only to enjoy and let it flow. Let it flow. You say, why you do? Why you do? Why you do?